Welcome to the Digital Marketing Podcast, brought to you by TargetInternet.com. Hello and welcome back to the Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Kieran Rogers. And I'm Daniel Rolls. And today, Daniel, we are talking about custom audiences and retargeting. We are. So let's put this in context, first of all. Um, About 11% of us globally have had ad blockers installed in our browsers because we are irritated by online advertising. If I speak to my students at Imperial College who are all 21 years old and quite tech savvy, 70% of them have ad blockers. Mm. And this is essentially a reaction to doing online advertising badly. And it's that classic thing. If you go to a website, you look at a product, and then that product will follow you everywhere you go. Uh, Ad infinitum, just on and on and on, showing you the same product. It's so annoying. It is. It irritates all of us. If you kind of think, why do people do it? Because it works on a small scale. But there are problems that it's creating, probably not aware of. So, so, does, so does junk mail. Well, but that's it's not that's good it. practice. No, that's it? it. And it, it's basically you show a lot of people ads after they've looked at a product, a certain percentage will buy it. So we go, oh, look, it does work. But how many people have you irritated? How much brand damage have you done during that yeah. period as well? And how many of your really key buyers who, who buy a lot of stuff just get turned off because you still retarget them and they just think, Do you know what? I'm over it. Yeah, I think that's it. So I think it's, it's easy to do badly is the key thing. Mm. But what I wanted to show in a discussion I've been having with people like this is how easy it is to do really smart retargeting. And most of the platforms make this really easy to do now. So if we're just going to use the Google Display Network as an example in here. Uh, Google Display Network, if you're not familiar, you go to Google AdWords, and that's their advertising platform where Google make most of their money. And if you go in and create a display campaign, when you get down to the targeting options, you can start to do retargeting. But you can also do this in Google AdWords for their paid search ads and in Google, in YouTube, in fact, for doing video ads. And there's some really advanced features actually in YouTube. But what it allows you to do is build audiences, build these kind of custom audiences that you want to retarget and show ads to. But you can do this in a number of different ways. And when you go into AdWords itself and you're going to build these, it gives you some options. So for example, you can go in and say, right, I want to target people that visit my website people that have used my app, uh, people that have been my YouTube users that watch my YouTube videos. um, And then I can upload customer lists. I can upload email lists and things like that as well. But within each of these, there's some really clever options. But then there's a way of taking it even further. So just basic kind of way. If I go and look at my website visitors, I can say, for example, people that have looked at a particular page, people who've looked at this page and another page, uh, people who visit this page but not another page. Mm. So they looked at my sales page, maybe not my actual checkout page or whatever it may be. We could look at them not completing some sort of user journey. Or they've shown an interest in a number of different topics. So I could start to really hone in on what they're interested in. Um, I can look when people have looked at pages during specific dates. Uh, and I can tag my pages so I can actually say, right, people that have looked at pages with any of these tags on them as well. What this is really allowing you to do is saying, yes, you've been to my website. But have you shown an interest in a particular thing? What if you've shown an interest in two things, three things, four things? Could I then custom kind of build you an ad that was more focused on what you like? So if someone comes to my website and looks at lots of pages about search engine optimization, maybe rather than just trying to sell them my digital marketing e-learning, I can tell them how great my digital marketing e-learning is to teach them about search optimization. So I could start to really customize that user journey a lot more and do some kind of smarter stuff with it. Now, that's a, that's a kind of great starting point. And you can look specifically at a user journey, but you can take it a bit further. Do you know what I love about the example you've given there? 
Um, I, I'm, I'm, I apologise because I know I very often bang on about this, but there is this fine line between doing things for your customers and doing things to them. Mm. And, that, and that's what's great about the example you've given there. Actually, you can, as a marketer, start to use this data to do things you like useful, helpful things for your customer rather than, you know, the, the previous example, which is, you know, just retarget and repeat and repeat and repeat, where you're very much doing something to them rather than, rather than for them. And I think that's the, for me, that's the dividing line on what smart retargeting is all about. It's about doing things for your customer rather than to them. And you can combine these as well, which makes it even more powerful. So I could look at a website visitor that has done a certain thing that is also on my email list. So I can say, right, someone's on my email list. I've got them signed up as an email customer. They're getting my regular emails. But I know they've been on my website and they've looked at these particular pages that have been tagged about SEO. And I could combine that and I could pop up an ad that says, as a subscriber and as someone that's really interested in SEO, we've got a special offers particularly for you. So I can reward people as well. I can reward my existing kind of email subscribers. I can reward people that come back and listen to my podcast. I can use tagging to say anyone that's interested in X topic and Y topic, wow, here's something that's really good for you. So it's trying to look at the scenarios you can use that data. So for example, if you were an email subscriber and you were one of my YouTube subscribers as well, I should reward you. I should say, do you know, you're always engaging with our content. We've got an exclusive report that's only available to you and I could create exclusives and things like that. And it just makes the journey feel a bit more intimate. And it's not difficult to do. It's actually really easy to set up because you can do this within the Google Display Network itself in literally a number of clicks. The challenge is keeping it simple to get started, I think. Mm. I think you can very quickly, when you start looking at audiences, you, you get way too complex too quickly and sort of fail in your own cleverness. I think you, you've got to have a good kind of workflow to work through if this, then then that. And the more additional elements you add to it the more moving parts the harder it gets well there also needs to be a, a minimum number in a, in a kind of segment you're targeting as well yeah yeah so i know for the google display network it's a minimum of a of a hundred you've got to have at least a hundred people to, to target in reality a hundred people targeted in the google display network is such a tiny number i'd always go for a for a for a bigger audience if, if i could but that's the minimum you have to have in order to run a campaign for for google search and youtube um it's, it's more like a thousand what i'd say with that is best practice would say do you know what i want is an audience of one in an ideal world i put the right stuff in for the right person at the right time and that sounds fantastic the reality is when you've got an audience of 100 people across the google display network which is millions and millions of websites and you might have one web page that's got 50 ads on it the likelihood of that being missed is very, very high. And therefore, when you look at your data, you might see it's just not working. But actually, just by nature of display advertising, it is higher up the funnel, the sales funnel. It gets missed a lot. It's not always going to be the best quality of traffic. So you need significant enough numbers to look at your results and see if it's actually had an impact. Remember, you pay for these on a cost per per thousand as well. So actually, you know, there's, there's, if you've only got like one person, it's just not going to scale, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. So um, have a look at the size of your audience. But you want to you start off and you want to actually just put some data against this and just see what starts coming back. What I always say with the Google Display Network is you can go in and set up a campaign in literally five minutes and have it up and running and your ads will be showing up to an audience that probably aren't aware of your stuff. And I think that's why it's so powerful. It's one of the channels that not many people try out. But when you actually try it, you look at the targeting options, you look at creating ads, uploading them where they can show up you will literally be driving traffic in minutes if you give it a go. Now, I'm not saying that's good quality traffic necessarily, 
but it's worth a test to get some data and for a very small amount of money so if you go in with kind of 50 euros dollars pounds whatever it may be you will probably get a little bit of data back that will start to give you an idea of how many ad impressions you can get for that budget what your click through rate is going to be what the clicks are and then you can start looking at your website and going what was the quality of those and for well. each for each audience that you're targeting you've got to have a re- and this is where a lot of people go wrong you've got to have a really good idea what what is it that I want them to do and how am I going to you know make it make it easier and make it really clear what they get out of of doing that yeah so i tend not to go for an immediate hard sale with a lot of these ads so we have our our skills benchmark where you can go in and answer a load of questions and it then gives you a kind of customized training program saying here's some content. If you haven't tried it, go and take a look. It's targetinternet.com forward slash benchmark. Uh, we also publish the results for lots of other people who so compile together in there. But anyway, that's a different subject. Go and take a look. But essentially, we use the display network to get people to the website to fill in that survey. Now, that survey takes 20 to 30 minutes to complete. So you think, well, actually, if I'm getting clicks for maybe five pence, seven pence on the display network, which we were... How many of those were filling it in? Well, about one in five people were actually going on to fill it in, which was a phenomenal level of response, considering that's a 20-minute commitment to actually do something. So we got a lot of traffic. The overall quality of traffic was, you know, you got a lot of bounces and all those kind of things. But actually, there was an element of that traffic that was of a decent enough quality that people were going and filling in survey results. So it's it's definitely worth testing out because you'll get some benchmark data. My other advice is if you're going to do programmatic advertising – which a lot of agencies will offer to you and normally is the higher scale type of things. I would spend a little bit of budget on display network just to benchmark one against the other and say, look, I spent a couple of hundred pounds or a couple of thousand pounds on display network and this is what I got. When I spend a significant amount of money on programmatic, how does it compare? Because mm. you'd really like the programmatic to be a lot more effective. Programmatic should be. It should you've be. You've got but all these clever algorithms that do amazing yeah, exactly. things, Daniel, which we, you know the agency can't quite explain, but it's brilliant. This is the classic thing, yeah. is that programmatic is used as smoke and mirrors a lot of the time. And you'll be told that it's going to be done by these big brain programmatic people, but they can't really explain to you what they're doing. If that's the case they probably aren't doing anything very clever with it at all. They're just doing really basic targeting that you could probably do on the Google Display Network anyway. So I would just get some benchmark data. Now, actually, programmatic, you can do some super clever stuff with it. Kieran's had loads of experience with this, but you need fairly fairly significant budgets to do this a lot of the time at at decent levels of scale. Yeah, yeah. so um, certainly some of the teams that I work with recommended, you know, Kieran, don't even dip your toe in the pond without a budget of at least five thousand pounds a month because you're just not going to get the, the the volume of response enough to to give our algorithm enough data to to make the smart choices and actually when you when you start to understand how you know artificial intelligence and algorithms work yeah it does definitely need you know bigger numbers uh, in order to make some some smart decisions because without that the 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 data that you're feeding the algorithms maybe not statistically significant enough for it to make the right the right decisions it just really boils down to that but don't be put off if you're if you've got smaller budgets you're a smaller brand um, what i'd say is the google display network can there's loads of opportunities in there that are not being well utilized uh, at the moment i remember at the time i was running national campaigns so you can imagine five grand in a national campaign mm. that's not going to go terribly far but actually if you're if you're a lot more hyper focused then actually i think you could get away with much smaller budgets w- within that depends on you know what, what it is you're trying to achieve and the audience you're trying to reach right Exactly. So go and take a look. Google Display Network, if you haven't looked at it for a while, go in via AdWords, go and create a display campaign and look at the targeting options you've got. So that's a good first step. What's great, though, is you can import in audiences into Google AdWords for any of their advertising platforms. 
um, by building out what are analytics audience definitions. So if you go into the admin of your Google Analytics, uh, you can go in and under audience uh, definitions, you can go in and kind of specify these audiences. And essentially, if you've ever created a segment using Google Analytics, which you may not have done, it works in a similar way. But it essentially allows you to go in Anything that you've put tagging and tracking code onto an analytics, you can kind of isolate that audience. But you can go in and say anybody that has come from a particular location on a particular channel on a particular day that looked at a particular campaign, uh, was on a particular device, etc., etc. And you can build these audiences. So you could say, for example, uh, anyone that comes to my website that has come in from a certain channel that performs better than other channels in terms of conversions. So you could go through and benchmark how each of your channels do against each other. You could look at, on average, uh, who's spending more than your average customer based on their behavior. So you could do all sorts of kind of clever things there. But it allows you to build these audiences. Then you can go in and use Google Display Network to target ads at these particular types of people that match these criteria. So really worth kind of playing around with. Um, you did a bit of this when we were going through and doing our pay-per-click campaigns. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's great. You know, when when you go into AdWords, you're obviously you're you're bidding in an auction, um, and with you know with custom audiences, you can start adding bid modifiers in there. So I could say, well, you know, if they visited my website before, I might want to you know bid twenty, thirty, forty percent more uh, because they're far more likely to to convert, and that that can really m- make a difference. E- equally, you might decide actually because of the nature of the project, if if you've been to my website before, I I don't want to do that. So you can put it like a minus bid adjustment on, on there. But there's all sorts of clever ways you can start, you know. Making making use of your audience data to, to get the, the end result that you're after. And this is something here from standard as Google Analytics. Now, what I'd also say from a pay-per-click, a paid search point of view, is from a quality scoring point of view, if you tend to focus your ads on much more customised audiences, you're more likely to get clicks, your quality score goes up, and your cost per click and share of kind of voice goes goes up as well. So the cost of click goes down and the share of voice mm. should go up as well. So worth just, just kind of mentioning that as yeah, well. Yeah, I think click-through rate is so important, so important for pay-per-click and, and, and advertising. It's really important for search engine optimization as, as well. You know, increasingly I look to, to see what the click-through rate is within webmaster tools because it gives you you know a, a really good benchmark that you can work work with um, but you know similarly with, it, with with your adverts and when you get a particular campaign or a particular ad asset that has a higher click-through rate you really want to mine that yeah and it's worth understanding click-through rate isn't important just because it gets you more clicks it's important because it affects the algorithms of google paid search within google adwords to actually give you more visibility in the first place because google is saying well if lots of people are clicking on this it must be pretty good mm-hmm. so i'm going to make you more visible so it can help from an seo point of view but also your quality score in in paid search is going to go up and you can hopefully get cheaper clicks a lot of the time as well or at least get more visibility uh, against your competitors so it's really worth looking at these techniques and these are not uh, they're not complicated. If they sound complicated to set up, they're not. When you actually get into the interface, you understand it. Start simple. Yeah, they can and get then, complicated. Yeah, it can, it can, but don't don't run before you can crawl and then kind of learn to walk. So, you know, just keep it really simple. Pick a couple of things that you're going to, you know, explore and, and test out. Create a couple of, you know, really obvious 
go for audiences and then as you go learn learn from that and you can further refine and and gradually make it more complex um, as you go try and chart everything that you're doing i like diagrams they always work for for me so i've got a good visual indication of of what i'm doing where and really just a simple flow chart to show if this then then that and i think if you follow those guidelines you won't go too far wrong it's also really really useful if you're working with an agency to have somebody there to help you get this set up um, and to sort of work through and explain it to you as they go so you know i'm a great fan of having a very good understanding of how all this works don't just leave that to the agency but actively work with them to understand it and to and to work through it because actually you know your business way better than they ever will Um, so you know working together you can produce something really really great Thanks very much for listening to the Digital Marketing Podcast. If you want to continue your learning in digital marketing, get over to targetinternet.com and sign up for the free trial of our digital marketing e-learning platform. There's over 140 bite-sized courses for you to try and lots of other learning resources as well. So get on there and sign up for the free trial.